0: To give our attention to God's word. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father, so many things about this season give us cause for celebration, and there is also much about the season that should give us cause for great urgency. And I pray, Lord, that during this time as we spend just a few moments reflecting on Your Word, that You would come. The power of your spirit would open our eyes, open our ears to see the gospel and sense the urgency that comes with Jesus. Be with us to make it so, we ask in his perfect and matchless name, amen. I want to share with you this evening, this Christmas Eve, a meditation, a reflection upon the heart of Jesus. A meditation upon the heart of Jesus, meditation that comes from reflections upon just one verse in the Scriptures, First Timothy, chapter one, verse fifteen. 1 Timothy one fifteen, where we read, the saying is trustworthy and deserving full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom Paul adds, I am the foremost. The saying is trustworthy and deserving full acceptance christ jesus came into the world to save sinners meditation on the heart of christ as we do that let's begin by listening to our own hearts and i don't mean that in a spirit vague sort of quasi-spiritual vague way i mean literally let's listen to our own hearts find your pulse pulse. you can't find it you're probably not dead don't worry hold on to that pulse while i'll give you a few facts about the heart The heart begins beating just three weeks after conception. Three weeks after conception, in the mother's room, the heart begins to pump. By 12 weeks, it will pump 60 pints of blood throughout the body. The adult heart beats around 72 times a minute. This adds up to being about 100,000 times a day, 3.5 million times a year, 2.5 billion times in a lifetime. Uh, uh, This is my favorite one. Um, You'd have to turn on the kitchen faucet all the way for 45 years to equal the amount of blood that your heart would pump in a lifetime. Greatest heart fact of all. Greatest heart fact of all. Are you ready? God took to himself a human heart so that he might gather many human hearts for himself. God took to himself a human heart so that he might gather many human hearts for himself. Let's begin then our reflections upon the heart of Christ. Beginning at this Christmas time with the fact that the divine heartbeat starts. Divine heartbeat starts. As our verse says, Christ Jesus came into the world. Imagine the great condescension that this is for Jesus himself to come from heaven to dwell amongst us. Never before had such an ocean been traveled. Never since has such a divide been crossed and never again will such a gulf be traversed. He came from the glory of heaven to the shame of earth. He came from the paradise of heaven to the shame of earth. Of earth, He came from the beauty of heaven to the shame of earth. He left the orchestra of heaven, exchanging it for the rhythmic beat of humanity. The divine heartbeat starts as Christ Jesus enters into this world. Three weeks after his conception, his heart began to beat. Within 12 weeks, it pumped 60 pints of blood across his body. It beat 72 times a minute, 100,000 times a day, at 3.5 million times a year. He didn't make it to 2.5 billion. His life was cut short. But the heartbeat began. What's the point? What's the point of this divine heartbeat in our world? The point is that the God of the gospel, the God of the Bible is not distant. He is not detached. He is not remote or removed. He is not alone or aloof from us, his people. Bet Midler sang that God is watching us from where? A distance. Watching us from a distance, ensconced in some ivory tower where he is somehow blind to the guns and the bombs and the disease and the famine and the pain and hardship of this world. That is not the God of the gospel. The God of the gospel has a heartbeat. The God of the gospel has drawn near to us. And this is what we celebrate at Advent. That Jesus is here. That God is with us. It is the theme of the scriptures. It is the theme of... The Gospels. Take Matthew, for example, begins in chapter 1 with this statement that we should call Jesus' name Emmanuel. He should be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. The heartbeat is here, the heartbeat is with us. Matthew's Gospel closes with the words of Jesus Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Call me Emmanuel because I am with you and know that I am with you now and forever, until the very end of the age. This theme that God is with us is a central theme of Advent. And I want us to stop and reflect for a moment together. What is the present value of his presence with you? What is the present value? What what good, what benefit is it bringing you To know that he is present with you. See, I'm concerned on this Christmas Eve that we not think of Advent, of Christ's arrival, as a mere historical event as if we are commemorating the days of long ago when grand and great things happened. Yes, as a fact of history, these grand and great things did happen, but we are not a people who merely commemorate things that happened in the past. We are Emmanuel, God with us. We are celebrating things that are happening in the present. I'm concerned for us not to think of it as history. I'm concerned for us not to even content ourselves with the theology of it where we can be very refined and correct in our understanding of the Incarnation and of Christ and his different natures united in one person and where we can give the catechism answers and and know that he was fully God and fully human. These things are good and right and true. But the point of the Incarnation was not merely to give us a theology lesson. He is with us, present value of his presence with you. Have you tasted that? Or is it mere history and theology? I remember when I was uh, six or seven years old, I I don't really know how old, just a wee boy, walking into my parents' bedroom one morning. My father was still asleep and I climbed into the bed with him and I lay my head on his chest and spread myself out. And I remember a few things about that moment. First of all, I remember he was really warm. It was just a kind of, Comfortable feeling. I also remember that he was breathing, and he was breathing slowly. You know, when you're a child, you breathe you kind know, right? of, You're going to breathe like a dog, right? Um, he was breathing really slowly, and I tried to breathe with him. You know what's And I remember clearly his heartbeat. The warmth. The breath. The heartbeat. The sense of Peace and security of that moment. You understand that the divine heartbeat has started. Christ is with us. He bid his first disciples to come. Remember John chapter 13, after he had washed their feet, John came and leant upon his chest. What did John hear? I'm sure he felt the warmth, I'm sure he heard the breath and he also heard the heartbeat and he knew Jesus is with us. God is with us. And as he invited his first disciples into his presence, so he invites us to come into his presence, to bring our real selves into his presence, not for a history lesson, not for a theology lesson, but to lay our heads upon his chest and know that he is here and know that he is with us. To know that God is near. To know the heartbeat has started. God is with us. The heartbeat of Jesus starts. But there's more than this. There's more to Advent than his mere presence with us. Christ Jesus came into the world, yes, but he came with a mission. He came to save sinners. When you think of his presence here on earth, when you think of his his, his Emmanuel status, the fact that he is with you. Don't confuse yourself and think that he is with us in the same sense that our, our relatives have maybe come to visit us now. They are here and it's good to see them and we celebrate and we exchange presents and we have hugs and we drink wine and we enjoy one another. And that's a good thing. Do all of those things together this Advent. But Jesus Christ didn't just come for his heartbeat to begin. Jesus Christ came to save sinners, he came on a mission. A mission to save my soul and to save your soul. He came as a soldier to take the bullet that was headed our way. He came not merely for his heartbeat to start, but for his heartbeat to stop. God's wrath that we are due, the death that we are due, is not ours because he took it upon himself. As he hung upon the cross and the heartbeat that had been in rhythm since three weeks after conception stopped and the oxygen didn't flow and nutrients dispersed and his body lost all colour because the heartbeat stopped the heartbeat of Christ stopped Christ came to this earth not just for his heartbeat to start so that we might know he is with us, but for his heartbeat to stop that we might know he died for us. For his heartbeat to stop that we might know he died for us. Christ Jesus then came into the world, yes, to save sinners. His heartbeat started, but his heartbeat stopped. But in order to save sinners, it had to do one more thing. In order to save sinners, his heart had to do one more thing. The story of Christ's heart, our reflection upon his heart, does not end on the cross in silence. Why? Because after three days, in the darkness of a tomb, and picture the scene, in the darkness of a tomb where a stiff body lies and congealed blood has settled, something starts up again begins the heartbeat of Christ starts to beat again and the oxygen begins to flow and the blood begins to pump and the nutrients begin to disperse in the right direction and his body takes on colour once more and he rises again from the dead rises again from the dead why? because death itself, death didn't have the power to hold him down Death had no victory over him. Death's sting was not sufficient for him. And so his heartbeat starts again. His heartbeat starts again. It's often said, and preachers often say, that we're all a heartbeat from eternity. We're all a heartbeat from eternity. I never know how to feel about that. I feel it's a little bit scaremongering, you know. You could die on the beltway tonight. And, you know, there's a real sense in which life is fragile, and I don't want to downplay that. However, I think metaphorically it's equally true. Life goes by in a heartbeat. Our days disappear, and they seem but a flash, but a moment, but a heartbeat. I am struggling to come to terms with this as the dad of a baby girl who apparently is now eleven. And I don't know how. I don't know when it's happened. I didn't give permission. Um, and some of you parents out there, tell me how to stop this. Okay? The years flash by. They disappear. And they go past, as in a heartbeat. Heart, uh, eternity is a heartbeat away. Whether literally or metaphorically, it is true. And each of us must prepare for that reality. Not for that possibility, but for that reality. And I put to you tonight that it's not enough to understand Christmas. It's not enough to understand the truths of the gospel. Jesus came and his heart beat so that he's with us, and it stopped so that he would die for us, and it started again so that death might be defeated. It's not enough to understand. It's not even enough to enjoy these truths. On a night like tonight, we enjoy the beautiful music. We enjoy the singing of the songs. We enjoy being one another, with one another. We enjoy uh, the message of Christmas. It's not enough to understand it. It's not enough to enjoy it. I put to you that it's not even enough to be moved by it. Far too many people have sat under the preaching of the gospel and felt their hearts stir and then left never to think of it again. It's not enough to understand. It's not enough to enjoy. It's not enough to be moved. It's only enough when you accept it. The saying is trustworthy and deserves full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. At Advent, that is only enough to accept this message. How do you accept this message? You accept this Jesus. You reflect on his heartbeat and you say, Lord Jesus, your heartbeat began so that you'd be with me. And it stopped so that you'd die for me. And it started again so that I need not fear death. So I come to you and I recognize the mess of my past and the brokenness of my present and my fears for the future. I recognize that I need forgiveness and I recognize that you are the one in whom forgiveness is found. The great urgency for us to accept this gospel. And the meaning of Christmas is found in our acceptance of this Savior. I pray for the Lord that He would forgive me. And I find peace in knowing that the Savior is here. Do likewise with me just now. Heavenly Father, we recognize that Christmas is not about sentiment, but about substance. The substance of a Savior whose heart started, stopped, and started again so that He might be the one to save sinners. And Lord, this is good news for me today because I need forgiveness. And it's good news for all those who recognize they need forgiveness too. We need not fear that we will not be forgiven because your son has accomplished it for us and so in the quietness of our hearts lord we come to you just now and we ask you to be our savior this christmas Lord, we thank you that we come this Christmas Eve in the name of Jesus, who came into the world to save sinners like us. We pray in his perfect name. Amen.